Hello and welcome to Believe and Declare podcast. Thanks for listening in. In this podcast, we share biblical truth to encourage women struggling with infertility, to help you build your faith, find healing and strength to persevere, and ensure you maintain spiritual postures that guarantee you victory. I'm your host, Yemisi Olani Yonu, and I'm glad you are here. Welcome to today's episode of Believe and Declare. One question that I believe many of us have asked in time past is, does God really hear my prayers? Today we'll be considering God's ears are attuned to your prayers. We see throughout the Bible, God's ability to hear and answer prayer as a very common thing. The Bible itself repeatedly emphasizes God's responsiveness to our prayers. Let's examine a few examples from the Bible. First Peter 3 verse 12 is the first scripture we'll be reading and I'll be reading from the Amplified Classic. It says, For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with God, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. So we see from that scripture that God's ears are attentive to the prayer of the man who is in right standing, who is righteous. And we know that for all believers, this shouldn't be a concern. So we see from this scripture that God watches over the righteous and his ears are attuned to their prayers. God graciously hears and answers the prayers of the righteous. His ears are ever open to those who worship him and do his will. Isaiah 41 verse 17 tells us this. That whenever the poor and needy seek water and there is none, and their tongues are parched from test, then I will answer when they cry to me. I, Israel's God, will never forsake them. That's the God that we serve. He answers us when we call on him, and he has promised never to forsake us. And Psalm 65 verse 2 also bears witness to this truth. He's called the God who hears prayers. And he says it's to him that all flesh will come. So I want you to rest assured, knowing that God responds. God hears your prayers and he responds to them whenever you call to him. More often than not, it looks like God hasn't heard us or is doing nothing about what we have spoken to him about. I want you to know that if God has said a thing, he would watch over his word to perform it. The Bible tells us that long before the world began, God himself had a plan to bring about the redemption of mankind through Christ. And anyone who chooses to believe and follow him would enjoy this. Many years before Jesus was born, prophecies had come. Lots of them were recorded to tell of his coming. These prophecies were specific, giving us details that were verifiable. In the event that they happened, we could tell that this was what was said that had come to pass. But we see for many years, it looked like this wasn't going to happen. And I like what Habakkuk 2.3 says. It says, for the vision points ahead to a time I have appointed. It testifies regarding the end and it will not lie. Even if there is a delay, wait for it. It is coming and it will come without delay. 
it says it will not lie. It will come without delay. So even when you think there is a delay, it tells you that no, it's coming without delay. The CEV version puts it this way. It says, at the time I have decided, my word will come through. You can trust what I say about the future. It may take a long time, but keep on waiting. It will happen. It may seem slow in coming. The Bible tells us to wait for it. It certainly will take place and it will not be delayed. The Living Bible puts it this way. It says, but these things I plan would happen right away. Slowly, steadily, surely the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, don't despair for these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. Did you hear that? They will not be overdue a single day. There are days that as you wait, no doubt, waiting itself becomes almost unbearable. When you are faced with such times, I want you to trust God and trust that he would weave it into something good as he has promised. Let's read Luke 1, 5 to 7. I'm reading from the voice translation. It says, to understand the life of Jesus, I must first give you some background history. Events that occurred when Herod ruled Judea for the Roman Empire. Zacharias was serving as a priest in the temple in Jerusalem those days, as his father had before him. He was a member of the priestly division of Abijah, a grandson of Aaron, who innovated temple practices. And his wife, Elizabeth, was of the priestly lineage of Aaron, Moses' brother. They were good and just people in God's sight walking with integrity in the Lord's ways and laws. Yet they had this sadness due to Elizabeth's infertility. They were childless, and at this time they were both quite old, well past normal childbearing years. One day Zechariah was chosen to perform his priestly duties in God's presence according to the temple's normal schedule and routine. He had been selected from all the priests by the customary procedure of casting lot for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to enter the sacred precincts of the temple. There he burned sweet incense. While outside, a large crowd of people prayed. Suddenly, Zechariah realized he was not alone. A messenger of the Lord was there with him. The messenger stood just to the right of the altar of incense. We'll pause here. And just speak around this for a bit. Now we see that the Bible tells us in verse 6 that we are good and just people in God's sight. And from what we read earlier, it says the righteous, God hears their prayers. So we know that God had even heard their prayer. But we, the Bible was careful to also tell us that, and at this time the boats were quite old, well past normal child bearing years so it looked like an impossible situation but trust god to weave it into something good it starts with zechariah getting a once in a lifetime opportunity to go and offer incense in the temple and then we are told that an angel came and stood right by the altar of incense and Zechariah sensed that there was a presence. There was someone there with him. He wasn't alone anymore. 
and the angel begins to speak to him. What are the odds? We've seen from the Old Testament that mostly priests will just perform services. It was usually the prophet that heard God speak, that God spoke to. So you begin to look at this story and see that things are not normal anymore. He has this once in a lifetime opportunity. Now he not only has the presence of an angel, but then a word comes to him still. And verse 13 says, Zacharias, your prayers have been heard. Your wife is going to have a son. And then he goes on to tell us the name of the son, tells us a bit about the details surrounding his life and his mission. Now we see that the first thing the angel says to him after, don't be afraid and all of that was your prayers have been heard, not they will be heard. So we know that God hears us when we pray. Zechariah and Elizabeth prayed for a child, but John couldn't come any earlier than it was designed. Remember what we read in Habakkuk 2? He couldn't come any earlier. He came right on time. To Zechariah, it seemed to come too late because we hear him ask, "Ah, how can I be sure what you're telling me will come to pass? I'm an old man and my wife has passed the normal age for women to bear children. This is hard to believe. And many times we are like that. We begin to doubt the word that God has sent to us. Today, I encourage you to trust God to weave it into something good. He said to us in Romans 8, 28, we are confident that God is able to orchestrate everything to work towards something good and beautiful when we love him and accept his invitation to live according to his plan. Let's look at another story in Luke 2. We'll look at the story of Simeon and Anna. These two people were praying Day and night, they were in the temple praying. They were devoted to prayer. And we said in Abacog, the scripture tells us to stand on our watch, to wait and see what the Lord will say. And we see these two people reflect that. Simon had a word. God had said to him, he would not die until he sees the Messiah. Simon doesn't just sit. He sits and he keeps praying every day for the consolation of Israel. He was anticipating and he stayed in the place of prayer praying. We read of the story of Anna. We don't know what her prayers were surrounded, what was all about anyways, but we see she was there day and night. And the minute Simon was rounding off his predictions about Jesus, we see Anna step up and begin to speak also to him. And then she begins to tell everybody about the Messiah. So we see that in the place of prayers, we bear things. In the place of prayer, while we watch, we tarry there. We wait to see what God will say to us. We receive the manifestations of the things that has been promised. God is deeply concerned about us. And he causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his plan. God hears you when you pray. He hears us whenever we pray. The angel assures Zechariah of this, telling him his prayers had been heard. We see the same thing happened in the case of Daniel. Daniel had been praying 
And on the 21st day, the angel came and said to him, Daniel, your prayers had been heard since the very first day that you prayed. So don't doubt God's promises. Don't doubt God's word. He says he hears us when we cry. Believe that he's heard you. We'll just talk around a few things that could help us in the season of waiting. We have many podcasts that have covered um, some of this because of time constraints. I won't go deep into them. So please go back, refer to those podcasts. We're just going to talk about some of them. I will try to highlight the podcast so you can go back and revisit them. Now, the Bible tells us that when we come to God in prayer, we shouldn't doubt. We mustn't go to the place of prayer thinking, is God willing to help me? Is God able to help me? If we begin to do that, then we'll receive nothing. James 1, 6 to 7 tells us that. It says, the key is that your request be anchored by your single-minded commitment to God. Those who depend only on their own judgment are like those lost on the sea, carried away by the wave or picked up by any wind. Hosts adrift and on their own wisdom shouldn't assume that the Lord will rescue them or bring them anything. If you don't ask with faith, don't expect the Lord to give you any solid answers. You don't hesitate. You don't doubt when you come to God. Believe that he is and is a reward of those who diligently seek him. Ask boldly, believing without any second thought. Let's look at the story of Jairus in Mark 5. We know the narratives too well. His daughter had been sick. He had come to Jesus Christ to come follow him to heal his daughter. And we know how the story went. Somewhere in between, the woman with the issue of blood comes into the picture and there's some form of delay. Because at this point, Christ is not moving forward. He stops to address the woman who had touched him. And people came from the house of Jairus to tell him, you know what, there's no need to bother Christ anymore. Your daughter is dead already. Let's read from the Bible what follows in verse 36. Overhearing but ignoring what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, don't be seized with alarm and struck with fear. Only keep on believing. And it's the same instruction for you today. Don't be seized with alarm or struck with fear. Only keep on believing. And we should do the same thing Jesus did when the enemy comes and throws things at us that will cause us to doubt. Worry or fear. Let's ignore what he has said. Let's counter what he has said with scriptures that speak to those emotions that begins to rise within us. The story continues. We see Jesus take Peter, James, and John and heads off to Jairus' house. And the girl that was declared dead was raised back to life. God hears us when we come to him with our request. Jairus would have thought that there was a delay, nothing could be done, because indeed, he stopped moving. He wasn't moving forward anymore. He was addressing things. So Jairus, that would have looked like it's a delay. But Christ was right on time. There's the scripture we usually will use when we're praying for the sick that is found in James 5.15. I love it so much because there's a lot of things we can take out of it. And it says, prayers offered in faith will restore the sick 
from sicknesses and bring them to health. Prayers offered in faith will restore. So prayers offered in faith is able to even restore things that has been lost. It's able to bring healing to your bodies. Prayers offered in faith brings result. It says only believe, don't doubt. And the person who doubts should not think that he will receive anything. Don't give up hope. Keep asking. The Bible tells us in Habakkuk 2.1 that we read, it says, I will climb my watchtower now and wait to see what answer God will give. So don't get tired. Keep praying. The Bible tells us to ask and keep asking. Matthew 7, 7 to 8 tells us, it says, Ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. The one who asks will always receive. The one who is searching will always find. And the door is open to the man who knocks. These are not my word. It says ask and keep on asking. It is not a sin to keep asking. Ask in faith. Stay in the place of prayer until you see that which you have prayed for manifest until it becomes flesh. Stay in that place of prayer. And it tells us in John 16, 24, to ask that our joy be full and complete. God cares about us. He wants our joy to overflow. And I'm going to put this out there very quickly. Many times when we pray, we are looking for sensations. We are looking for feelings that makes us, um, that validates that God has heard us. We need to move beyond feelings to knowing. We need to know that if God said so, then it is so. We need not feel anything to know that God has heard us. Even when it doesn't feel like so, you can rest assured knowing he's watching over his word to perform it. And this word he has said will not return to him useless. His word won't return without achieving the purpose for which he has sent it. Remember the story of Elijah in 1 King 18. Verse 1 starts off telling us that after a long time in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah, telling him to go and present himself to Ahab and that he will send rain on the land. Next was the conversation between Ahab and Obadiah, then Obadiah and Elijah, then Elijah and Ahab again. And then we know what happened next, the events on Mount Carmel. And then Elijah said to Ahab, You should go and fill your belly with food and water. I hear a heavy rain coming. And after Elijah said this, what did he do? He went to the peak of Mount Carmel. He bowed down himself to the ground, placed his head between his knees, and he began to pray. Then he sent his servant to go and look in the direction of the sea to see if the rain was coming. The servant went, came back and said there was nothing. Elijah gave the same instruction seven times for the servant to go and look. And on the seventh time, he came back to say he sees a minuscule cloud as tiny as the hand of a man that is ascending from the sea. And the minute Elijah heard that, what did he do? Elijah sent the servant to Ahab to tell him to set out very quickly so that the rain doesn't stop him. 
the Lord was the one who said to Elijah in verse 1 that he will send rain on the land. Elijah tarried in the place of prayer until he did see the manifestation of that promise. Elijah gave voice to the word that God has said. He said to the king, Live now so that the rain doesn't stop you. And in that instant, we are told that the sky became filled with dark monstrous cloud and the wind grew wild and the heavy rain fell. For time, we will stop here today and continue from this next week if Jesus tarries. I know that a prolonged season of waiting could force us to question the validity of God's promises to us. It could force us to question his love, his willingness, his ability, and even our qualification to receive the things that we are asking and trusting and believing him for. And there are days, no doubt, that waiting becomes almost unbearable. Don't be discouraged. Look to Jesus at such times. Don't go to the bond woman trying to perfect that which the Lord has said he will do. You don't want any answer born after the flesh. Rather, you want the answer born by the promise. Jesus is our hope. Look to him. He's the anchor that keeps us in the midst of any storm. He's able to keep us steadfast and unmovable in spite of the tides of life. Hebrews 6, 19 tells us this hope, this confident assurance we have as an anchor of the soul. It cannot slip it cannot break down under whatever pressure bears on it. A safe and steadfast hope that enters within the veils of the heavenly temple, that most holy place in which the very presence of God dwells. Did you hear that? This anchor cannot slip. It cannot break down under any pressure. Rest assured that God is for you. God is not against you. And finally, here are a few things that you can do when you feel like you are drifting or your focus is shifting. My advice to you is to do what our anchor scripture on the Believe and Declare platform tells us. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, We have the same spirit of faith as the one who wrote the psalm. I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, and that belief leads us to acknowledge. So we are going to speak. Psalm 4 verse 3 tells us, But know that the Lord has set apart for himself and dealt wonderfully with the godly man, the one of honorable character and moral courage, the one who does right. The Lord hears and responds when he calls to him. The TLB translation puts it this way. It says, Mark this well. The Lord has set apart the redeemed for himself. Therefore, he will listen to me. And answer when I call to him. And Psalm 6 verse 9 tells us, The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord receives my prayer. So we have the same kind of faith. We are going to speak. We will boldly say what we believe, trusting God to care for us as he has promised. So whenever the enemy comes with doubt, tell the enemy to get out of your face. Because God has heard your cry. Your requests have been granted. Your prayers have been answered. So we'll take a few declarations today. And I declare concerning you today 
God gives you a home and makes you a joyful mother of children. You are like a healthy vine producing plenty of fruit. You are a spring of life in your home. You are contented in your home. Your children are like young olive shoots. You watch them bud and bloom around your table. Your children are vigorous and healthy and they make you and your husband proud parents. They bring you joy all the days of their lives. And I want you to declare this over yourself as well. Personalize them and speak them over yourself. And as you have spoken in the ears of the Lord today, so will he do to you. He will cut through all the barriers and show up for you in unprecedented ways. God is good. God and his word can be trusted. You can depend on what God has said in his word. Whatever promise you are standing on, I assure you it will come to pass. It is just a matter of time. Keep believing and keep giving voice to the word of God. Stand on your watch. Pray and wait till you see that which you have prayed for manifest. There is no risk of failure with God. Keep believing. Keep declaring. Don't go about sowing seed that misaligned with what you are believing for. Remember, God is for you. God is not against you. See you next week. Links to download the free 7-day devotional and 7 days declaration and also to join our community are on my Instagram page, Yemisiolani Yonu. Please head over there and download the free resources and join our community. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow, subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are posted. Please rate and review. Also share with anyone you know struggling with infertility. I hope you're living encouraged and with words that can help you get through this season. Keep believing, keep declaring. Be sure to tune in every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you.